Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Help Myself Podcast, and I am your host, John M. Singletary Sr. Got to put that senior in there because I got a junior. You know what it is, a.k.a. LJ, my co-pilot, and that's who I do it for. Yeah, and uh, he just snuck back up into his room. I think he uh, he got some singing and dancing that he wanted to do, and he wanted some privacy, so he can have that. The co-pilot may move around the cabin freely as he sees fit. But hey, once again, I can't help myself. I've got to inspire. I've got to encourage. I've got to empower. But I can help myself by being the absolute best version of myself. And so I'm just so happy to have you here for another episode of the Help Myself Podcast. Let's get it. Right, man, it's good to be back here at the Help Myself headquarters here at the house. Yeah, you know, I was listening to some of the the stuff I used to listen to um, probably shortly before I joined the Air Force back in the mid to late 90s. And one of my favorite songs, even to this day, this is still one of my favorite songs. uh, It's called Do What You Want to Do by Devin the Dude. He's uh, often called your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. Very clever, uh, very unassuming. I actually met him one time, and and not like at a show, but at a gas station. Uh, saw his tour van, man. He got out, and uh, we ran into each other. And, you know, I was like, hey, man, Devin the Dude. And, you know, went through. He was real cool, man, real cool. But uh, in the song, Do What You Want to Do, he has a line that I love. Uh, that he closes out the second verse with. And he basically says, when speaking about your life, he says, you only get one ticket, so you might as well enjoy the ride. And that's real talk right there, people. You only get one ticket. One ticket. And yet we act like we got nine lives like a cat. Or even worse, we act like we have more than one. I don't care what the number is, 9, 3, 17, 45, 47. <laughs> to act like we have more than one shot, uh, I tell you what, we are doing ourselves a disservice. We only get one opportunity, and we've got to make that baby count. And there's going to be a point when you wake up, you're going to have a choice. The choice to regret all of the things that you could have done, that you would have done, that you should have done and didn't do, and you're going to be filled with regret because you didn't, or you're going to wake up and you're going to realize that today is the day where I got to get it because ain't nobody going to get it for me. It's on me, and since it's on me, it's going to be done by me for me. And, And, you know, I think we all come to this. For some of us, it's not this amazing epiphany that happens at once. It's something that happens eventually. It happens over time. But I tell you, however you come to that knowledge, you've got to go out and get it. Um, And and I've talked about this before. This is one of the things, and I think this is going to be an anchor point for what I talk about, uh, is the fact that 
that, that we, we're caught in in a culture, or I won't say caught, let's use a different term. We live in a culture where there is a strong point of emphasis on going viral, on being you know discovered, that type of thing, which is a beautiful thing. But the one thing I tell people, uh, you know, you might be discovered, but whether you are going to be able to continue to do the things that you're passionate about, to do the things that you are qualified, that you are skilled and talented at, uh, is going to really boil down to the fact, are you putting in work or are you waiting to be seen? And if you waiting on somebody to see you, when they finally see you, what do you have to show them? You got to be grinding. You got to be working. Listen, when when you meet me, when you find me, I've been working. I'm still working. Listen, what this podcast sounded like back in March, it don't sound like that now. <laughs> what the podcast sounded like just as early as six months ago, it's different. But not only that, um, the way I approach things in life, uh, one of the things you know, that I, I see people talking about and I love it is they say, hey, you know, um, if you run into me a year or longer after you first met me and I'm the same person, shame on me, evolving, continuing to grow, continuing to learn. There's nothing wrong with being wrong about something and coming back and saying, hey, I didn't have that right. Because, uh, you know, I'm going to drop this and, and I'm going to move on because I, I want to really talk about something specific. But I think we get this thing messed up. We believe that there is uh, a point in time where we're absolutely correct when the reality is, is that we're continually in a state. If we're getting better, we're continually in a state of just not being as wrong as we once were before. We're still a little off. We're still wrong. But we're not as wrong as we once were. And that's one of my litmus tests. It's not so much uh, do you got it down perfect because we understand that perfection or listen, for me, perfection ain't the goal. The goal is progress. I want to keep progressing because I feel like when I get to a state where I believe, which would be incorrect, but people do get to the point where they believe that they've achieved perfection or something near it. That's when I stop growing. That's when I stop seeking knowledge and stop seeking to get better and sharper at my craft. I'm never going to tell you that I'm the master and I'm perfect at it. I'm always evolving and I give myself enough space to evolve enough to look back and say, hey, I thought I was absolutely right then. But with more information, more experience, more exposure, I recognize that I was completely wrong. And so there's never a time where we get it 100% right. It's just that if we are evolving and heading in the right direction, we are less wrong than we were before. So, and, and, and to, to really synopsize that, I, I just want to encourage you to keep growing, uh, to keep moving, to keep per, you know perfecting and progressing on your craft, what you do, how you live your life. If it's just the way you survive, like be a better citizen of the planet Earth. Be a better participant in this thing that we call life. And I tell you what, once you get in that point where you desire to be just better at the day to day, 
a lot of things will happen. One, you'll watch yourself continue progress, continually get better. But second and more importantly, you'll begin to discover points of emphasis for yourself. I'm not going to say it's going to guarantee to lead you to your passion or your purpose, but you will find points of emphasis, points of light that you know, hey, you know what I did not realize, or maybe I wasn't paying attention. I'm pretty good at this, or I'm emerging in this talent or this skill. And so I just want to encourage you to to continue to do that because it's going to take the work. And one of the things that people don't get is the fact that uh, it doesn't it doesn't happen instantly. You know, it the 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 realization that you are doing what you're supposed to be doing that you're recognized and recognition isn't really the best part of it. The passion for it and having a metric of what you uh, consider success. That's what's important. Um, for me, especially in my disciplines, in, in, in what I do professionally, you know, I was once asked, you know, if, um, will I, will I measure success by all of the people that approach the job or, you know, the craft the same way that I do, and you can see my fingerprints all over it and this, that, and the other. And I said, nah, you know, that's not a metric for success for me. I don't want to create replicas of myself because if there's ever more than one me, then one of us is redundant. And, uh, but my thing is, is that I really like to see people tap into their thing. You know, um, I really, I really stand by the fact that you can win in so many disciplines in so many different ways. So you can find a lane that is specific and that belongs to you. You don't have to find your success like anybody or everybody else. You can find a unique and specific to you lane of success. And so that's one of the things that's important to me. I don't want any building of statues or mementos or my name to be remembered. I make the joke that after I retire from the Air Force, I'm going to be driving by Air Force bases like, man, I wonder what they do behind that big gate there with all those planes and stuff. I wonder what's going on back there. (laughs) And, you know, I'm being silly about it, but I just want people to know that I'm proud of the time that I serve, but, you know, don't don't go building any monuments to me or anything like that. The enterprise shall go on and people will step in and continue to do great works. And I'm just grateful to have been a part because I appreciate what these opportunities have done for my life. And the grind, it doesn't quit. It doesn't stop. You got to keep going. And, and, and this week in the news, or I won't say in the news, but in the conscious of, of things that we were doing, we uh, recognized because we celebrated his life and his impact in his career. But we recognize that it's been a little over a year since um, NBA Hall of Fame legend Kobe Bryant had passed on. And I was watching the video of his last game when he scored 60 points. And that's one thing I always appreciated about Kobe. He was a prolific scorer. Uh, you know, people like to say he was a savant of the game. And and that that's almost disrespectful to his legacy because it wasn't so much that it just naturally came to him. It was he was relentless at getting better. The tales are legendary of how 
people would get to practice, getting ready to start practice, and Kobe will walk out there drenched in sweat because he's been going hard for two, three hours before practice started and then still take it to them all through practice. And, you know, he's been working out, you know, longer than the practice is going to be, you know. So his work ethic and his dedication and mentally what he brought to the game was legendary. And with that, I was watching, you know, the uh, last game he played, and he scored 60 points on his uh, farewell game. But the thing about it was every 60 of those points were needed for them to win that game. It wasn't just him going out scoring 60. They needed it. And there was a, a very telling sequence at the end of the game. He had gotten 50 points. I think he's at about 52, 54 at this point or something like that. Kobe is literally turning red because He's so tired and fatigued, and he's trying to get oxygen. And you can see him on the sideline just breathing in. His nose and his cheeks and his face are just red because that's how spent he is. Like us common folks that aren't in that kind of shape and don't have that kind of drive, you know, we would have been laid out somewhere for a couple of days probably if we were as spent as he was. But yet, man, he went in there and he hit – uh, he hit a, a long two. And the thing about jump shots and, and shooting uh, and anything is there a lot of it is form and discipline. And when his body no longer had the energy or the oxygen, like literally when he was sitting on that sideline to breathe, he wasn't just like trying to catch his breath. He was trying to get enough oxygen in his body to basically function. That's how spent he was. But yet he went in and he scored those last needed six points with point number 59 and point number 60 coming on free throws where it wasn't that he had it in him. It was the years of practice and the years of going over and over and to culminate an illustrious 20-year career. He had been doing it for 20 years. This is a man in his late 30s with all these younger players, and he wasn't more athletic. He didn't have more burst. He wasn't stronger and faster anymore, but his dedication to the game, he understood the angles, the places of weakness. He understood his own weaknesses, his own strengths because of the repetition. Day in and day out, Kobe Bryant kept playing basketball. He kept practicing his ball handling skills, his vision on the court, the areas that he was comfortable in, shooting shot after shot, three-pointer after three-pointer, two after two, layup after layup, free throw after free throw. And the last two points of his career were on two free throws that the Los Angeles Lakers desperately needed to win the game. And he was able to perform even in the midst of not having nothing left because of his repetition, because he had done it over and over again, because he never cheated the game. He was going to the Hall of Fame. He could have mailed that game in, but that's not who he was, and that's not how he suited up. And, you know, a lot of times we uh, – that's one of the things I love about the story of Kobe – is that it's not his exceptionalism. Now, now, granted, he was, you know, taller than normal. You know, I'm about at six feet on a good day. 
You know, he was 6'5", so he's a tall human being, but he wasn't the tallest. Uh, he was explosive and could jump and all that other stuff, but, you know, he couldn't jump the highest. He he wasn't just so physically gifted that he couldn't help but win. Uh, one of the things I love about the story of Kobe and his career and his example in life is that he just kept at it, was relentless. Anybody that guarded him, when they talked about the hardest guards of their career, they always talked about when they guarded Kobe, it was just the fact that he always kept pressure on you. He was always pushing at your weak spots, challenging you. Even when you thought you had got one up on him, he kept coming at you. He kept the pressure on you. And that's, that is a life lesson. Sometimes you've got to keep the pressure. You got to keep the pressure on it. Uh, sometimes it's just, even when you don't feel like you're winning, it's just day by day by day. Some examples, um, you know, lately, and, you know, shout out to uh, Kev on stage. It's Kevin Fredericks. Uh, he's got an app, the Kev on stage app, um, and you can watch television on it. You know, I, I think, you know, you get in a monthly fee or a yearly fee. I believe it's five ninety nine. I downloaded the app. And what amazes me is, you know, I've been following Kev on stage uh probably since I was stationed in Las Vegas. So we're talking about 2011, 2012, had a group called the Playmakers. You know, they were doing comedy and skits and hilarious. And, you know, I watched, you know, he was just a guy struggling. Uh, he uploaded about a year ago, he uploaded, you know, a video of talking where he was talking to himself, self-manifesting his future when he had got fired from his job and, had to go pick up his kids and, you know, didn't tell him and didn't know how he was going to make it. And here he is, you know, he's got a studio. Uh, he just got shouted out by Will Smith the other day. And, and, you know, they're making content. He's got an app. You know, I got it on my TV. I was just watching him and I was cracking up too. Hilarious, you know, and the things that he's doing now. But I watched him and it simply was every day. He was creating content. He was loading videos to YouTube and on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. It was just he kept on doing what he does. And, you know, now he's starting to reap major benefit from that, you know. And I would say I'm proud of him, but I have nothing to do with his great success. I've just been watching. But, you know, I watched that whole crew. Like, I've been following them for over a decade. And it wasn't just some major, oh, it went viral. It was just every day committing themselves to their craft, committing themselves to get better. Not worried about, oh, am I going to be discovered? But the, the art of putting out quality for the people that support you, if you've got a circle, an audience, you've got customers, whatever your 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 craft or your trade is, it's the idea of getting up every day and just con committing to quality, committing to the process of creating, of getting better. And now, you know, a sound studio, a big house out in the hills and, and all these things, but remembering that it was just a desire to do something he was passionate passionate about and that he was good at. And that's my word uh, to all of you. What you believe in, just keep on showing up every day, getting better, cultivating your craft, believing in yourself, accepting feedback, 
figuring out ways to get better. I tell you what, uh, one of the things that 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 you know I talk about help myself, and I find out that when you help others, you help yourself. I was having a discussion with a friend, and you know, we wanted to talk about podcasting, and you know, I just wanted to show show her how easy it is you know she just gets started like don't overthink it don't get caught up in you need this you need that just do it and and in the midst of helping her i taught myself some new stuff and i learned some stuff that i hope to use no not hope to use that i'm definitely going to use as i get better at this process too so helping others but continuing to help yourself by being committed by being devoted by just showing up every day. There is power in showing up, being remaining committed. It don't have to be committed to a certain number, but committed to a certain level of quality. Not because you're trying to impress somebody else, but because your name is attached to it. And that ought to mean something. It means something to me when I introduce myself and tell people my name is John Singletary. There's something that 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 stands for. Uh, and I'll close with this this story or this antidote that I like to use. Um, Alexander the Great, you know, um, as he was traveling and conquering, he got to a place and they said, hey, we found somebody in the kingdom that's got the same name as you. And uh, they said, but but he's a coward. So he said, bring him to me. And when he got before him, he said, so you got the same name as I do. And the man said, yes, your majesty, we have the same name. And he said, well, you know what? Word out there is that you're a coward. And he said, yes, your majesty, I am a coward. Uh, you know, I'm not known for being brave, you know, all this, that, and the other, because, you know, he knew a lot was on the line. He wasn't going to lie to the great ruler and conqueror, Alexander the Great. And then Alexander the Great simply told him, well, you got one or two choices. You either gonna have to change your name or you gonna have to change your ways. Cause it means something to have that name. And it means something to have your name. It means something to be who you are. And so it's up to you what you gonna put behind it. Are you gonna grind every day and work on getting better? not worried about who's watching or who's talking, but being worried about how good you continue to get and how much you continue to progress? Or are you going to be like that coward and sit around and let your name mean nothing until somebody come up and tell you, hey, you ain't going to change your ways, so you got to change your name and get up out the way. And so I want to encourage you and I want to challenge you the power of showing up. It'll change your life. So today is the first day of the best of the rest of your life. So show up. Alert, alert. <laughs> No, we're doing a, uh, this season, change it up a little bit. I'm going to add a new segment to our episodes. And this segment is something I talked about doing years ago, but we're going to simply call it F Yo Couch. I know y'all remember 
the iconic scene from the Chappelle show where uh, Dave Chappelle was being Rick James and went to Eddie Murphy's house. <laughs> he sat on the couch with his muddy, dirty boots. They told him to get off the couch and he said, F your couch. And uh, I thought about calling it something else, but I'm going to leave it just like that because y'all know what that means. But in this uh, segment, what I want to do is kind of give you practical tips on ways to get up off of your couch and get into your life. I mean, I ain't saying that it's a, a bad thing to be on the couch, but can't spend too much time on the couch. And shout out to my Facebook friend, Felicia Johnson, uh, who inspired this uh, first segment of F Yo Couch. And she posted a meme that simply said, if I told you to write down a list of all the people in your life that you love, how long would it take for you to write your own name down? And it blew me away because I'd be writing for forever before I wrote myself down. But you've got to take some time to love yourself. So this first segment of F Your Couch, love yourself actively love yourself get in your mirror stand up don't take a handheld mirror and lay on the couch get up and go to a full-length mirror or your mirror in your in your bathroom and look yourself in the eye and let you know how much you love you you know in this episode i talked about showing up every day and getting better and one of the biggest things to get better that you have to do is you have to love yourself and i'm speaking to myself just as much as I'm speaking to all of you. So next time, if you've ever, if you're ever asked to write that list down of who you love in your life, I want to make sure that you make it into that list. Because honestly, before I saw that, I wouldn't have written myself down. I will say I do love myself, but I wouldn't have been able to be that intentional about it. So be intentional about loving yourself. And I promise you, when we come back with F your couch. Uh, we're going to be serious with it. I'm, I'm going to keep on coming up with ways to get you up off your couch, on your feet, and into your life active and engaged. Listen, people, it's been a pleasure. It's been an honor. And you know what it is. I can't help myself. I've got to inspire. I've got to encourage. I've got to empower. But I can help myself by being the absolute best version of myself. Thank you and have a great one. Alert, alert. <laughs> no, we're doing a, uh, this season, change it up a little bit. We're going to add a new segment to our episodes. And this segment is something I talked about doing years ago, but we're going to simply call it F Yo Couch. I know y'all remember the iconic scene from the Chappelle show where uh, Dave Chappelle was being Rick James and went to Eddie Murphy's house. <laughs> he sat on the couch with his muddy, dirty boots. They told him to get off the couch, and he said, F your couch. 
And uh, I thought about calling it something else, but I'm going to leave it just like that because y'all know what that means. But in this uh, segment, what I want to do is kind of give you practical tips on ways to get up off of your couch and get into your life. I mean, I ain't saying that it's a, a bad thing to be on the couch, but can't spend too much time on the couch. And shout out to my Facebook friend, Felicia Johnson, uh, who inspired this uh, first segment of F Yo Couch. And she posted a meme that simply said, if I told you to write down a list of all the people in your life that you love, how long would it take for you to write your own name down? And it blew me away because I'd be writing for forever before I wrote myself down. But you've got to take some time to love yourself. So this first segment of F Your Couch, love yourself actively. Love yourself. Get in your mirror. Stand up. Don't take a handheld mirror and lay on the couch. Get up and go to a full-length mirror or your mirror in your, in your bathroom and look yourself in the eye and let you know how much you love you. You know, in this episode, I talked about showing up every day and getting better. And one of the biggest things to get better that you have to do is you have to love yourself. And I'm speaking to myself just as much as I'm speaking to all of you. So next time, if you've ever, if you're ever asked to write that list down of who you love in your life, I want to make sure that you make it into that list. Because honestly, before I saw that, I wouldn't have written myself down. I will say I do love myself, but I wouldn't have been able to be that intentional about it. So be intentional about loving yourself. And I promise you, when we come back with F your couch, uh, we're going to be serious with it. I'm, I'm going to keep on coming up with ways to get you up off your couch, on your feet, and into your life active and engaged. Listen, people, it's been a pleasure it's been an honor. And you know what it is. I can't help myself. I've got to inspire. I've got to encourage. I've got to empower. But I can help myself by being the absolute best version of myself. Thank you and have a great one.